Good evening. Good evening, everybody. Come on in. Come on in. Come on, if you know you're glad to be in God's service, just one more time. Just one more time. Come on, give God glory. Thank you, Lord. Good evening. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Come on, if you got breath, I am glad to be in God's service, meaning in his presence. One more time. Woo! Come on, like and share, like and share. Good evening, good evening. Let's get ready. Let's get ready for what God is saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good evening, Mom Phyllis. Good evening, Mom Bruley. Hey, Mom Roxanne. Good evening. Good evening. Come on in. Good evening, iHeartRadio. Good evening. Good evening, Pandora. Good evening. Good evening, Podbean. Good evening. Good evening, iTunes listeners. Good evening. Thank you for joining. Thank you for joining. Come on, we don't have to be here to give God glory, but I'm so glad that God counted us worthy to finish the journey, to finish. We are here to finish, to finish. I am here to finish. Oh, yes. That work that he's begun in us. Come on, he's going to finish this thing. He's going to complete this thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Hey, Jenna, good evening, sweetie pie. Come on, Mom Stanton. Pick him up and put him down. I know you're glad to be in the service one more time. Come on now. <laughs> hey, Hopi. Good evening. Hey, Papa. How you doing, Papa Alexander? Good evening. Thank you for joining, sir. Come on, one more time, one more time. Good evening, come on, like and share, let's go. Uh-huh, one more time. You are listening to the Manifesting God podcast with your host, Marie Elizabeth. This podcast will uplift and thrust you into the manifestation of the promises of God in your life. I am your host, Marie Elizabeth, and you are listening to the Manifesting God podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this evening, November the 16th. God is still doing great things because he is still sitting on the throne. God is still calling us yet even closer, great things that God is doing. And I'm glad to be in his service and of service and 
of service. One more time. One more time. One more time. Come on. One more time. I'm breathing. I'm sending life. I'm sending life throughout these airways to my sisters and brothers in Christ. Breathe easy. You are in God's service. One more time. One more time. And you're in his service to be of service one more time one more time last week let's let me give a quick review here so i can get to what we're going to talk about i'm just glad to be alive y'all i'm just glad to be amongst the living i'm just glad that god chose me i'm glad that god chose you one more time one more time to be in his service of service in his service of service. Now, last week, let's go back a little bit. Last week, we talked about, I see my way out and out there is as in farther out there. We're defining as farther. I see farther as in, I have access to God. I have access to the entire picture, the entire picture. As long as I say seated, in heavenly places where God has me. Ephesians 2 and 6. As long as I stay seated, I have access to the entire picture. Hence, I see my way out. I see farther. Now tonight, we want to extend that conversation to an understanding that our power, our understanding is going to stem from our ability to stay seated and not just stay seated in heavenly places, but also to be who God says we are, be in the role God says we are when we are seated, when we are seated. Hence, we're saying today that we're going to show up, up in our heavenly seat. We're going to show up and we're going to sit down in our seat. We're going to show up and up there as in ascend, as in move upward. Okay. So we're going to show up. We're going to ascend. We're going to move upward. We're going to ascend and move upward. And then we're going to sit down and sit there is being present, being near. It is the word, uh, Greek word parami parami and it means to sit constantly beside it means to sit sit constantly beside so i am present i am near i have come i have arrived so i plant this this what we're talking about today show up and sit down is simply ascend move upward be present and be near to god be near, be in our place, be in our place where he has desired for us to be. Now we're not just going to sit in the seat, but we're going to sit in the seat and we're going to answer by the name that he has called us in our seat, in our seat, in heavenly places. This is how we see our way out. Going back to last week's topic. Now we're going to talk about staying in that seat. We're going to show up and we're going to sit down. And I want to give you a little story here about something that happened to me on last week. Something happened on last week and it upset me. And when it upset me, I got distracted. I just want to give you an example of showing up and sitting down. I got distracted. Now, as usual, when anything upsets me, I automatically go back to God with it. And the reason why I go back to God with it, because he is the creator of all things in him. All things exist. We all exist and we have our being in him. So I don't feel the need to go talk to anybody about it. Any person, any human being, I go right straight to the creator right straight to the creator because whatever is broken only he can fix only he can fix so i go to the creator because he's going to fix them or he's going to fix me or he's going to fix us both 
but things there will come an understanding when you go straight to God. So as I went to God and began to talk to him about the situation, and I was just talking like I normally talk to God, like I'm talking to you right now, because when I talk to God, I calmly explain, I have a conversation with him and I wait for his feedback. And then I talk again and then I wait for his feedback. And then I ask questions and then I wait for his feedback. So I'm talking to him and just as sure as I'm Marie, his voice just as calm. He said, why are you yelling at me? God said, why are you yelling at me? And I said, what do you mean yelling? I'm not, I'm raising my voice. I'm, I'm, I'm yelling. And he was like, yes, you are yelling at me. And then he said, let me explain why you're yelling at me. You're yelling at me because you moved, you moved, you let the distraction move you. Now you are yelling up at me because you moved down, you moved down. And then he began to explain to me what I'm about to explain to you now, because what's happening in the world today, and we all know there is so much, so much going on, not only are on our jobs, but amongst our friends and our families, we're dealing with sicknesses and illnesses that are going up with COVID. We're dealing with people losing their job, with their uh, place of employment, because the businesses are no longer able to service their customers, so they cannot stay open. So now where you have all these things going on swirling all around us and while we are talking to God about them I'm assuming I'm making assumptions here while we are talking to God about them we don't realize at times we move and now we're yelling up at him we're yelling up at him because we moved because we moved. And what we want to talk about today is not only do we show up, should we ascend and move upward, but we must sit down. We must, I should have added on and stay down because we must stay present in our heavenly seat. We must stay near our heavenly father because it is in that nearness that we get and that we see our way out. In other words, that we see farther, that we have a greater understanding. There are some prerequisites to showing up. There are prerequisites to showing up. Psalms 24, 3 and 6. It tells us who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place. Only he that hath clean hands and a pure heart and has not lifted up their soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully clean hands pure heart not yielded to vanity or deceit only he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and the righteousness from the God of his salvation this is the generation of them that seek him, that seek his face. O Jacob, Salah, read it backwards. Salah, O Jacob, this is the generation of them that seek him. These are who these people are. This is what they look like. They have the blessing of the Lord and the righteousness of the God of their salvation, of his salvation. They are the ones how did they get this blessing of the Lord? How did they receive this righteousness, this right standing? Because they have clean hands, because they have a pure heart, because they're not vain, vanity, or are they deceitful? Nor are they deceitful. These are the people that ascend to the hill of the Lord. These are the people. These are the people that show up. They ascend. And these are the people that sit down. These are the people that are permitted to stay. They have to have a clean hand. They have to have a pure heart and their soul cannot be lifted up to vain things or deceit. If we want to stay seated in our heavenly places, distractions, we have to begin to slow down. The world is moving at such a fast pace. And at times it can get us caught up in this whirlwind where we no longer pause to examine to examine where we are at, 
we no longer pause to examine where we are seated. We no longer pause to examine what is happening and how it may be affecting us. We kind of, because they're happening so fast, we tend to sometimes be in the moment to be in the moment. But I'm telling you today that there is no moment that is moving so fast around you that you can't pause it in time, in time and examine that thing and examine that thing. The things, the things, the things that happen in time that we are consumed with. Think about it. We would have never we would have never gotten so overtaken with it if we had paused and stopped that thing and stopped time because we have the ability in Christ. Stop it. Stop time and examine that thing. Take it apart. Take look at it piece by piece. Is this of God or is this something that's just distracting me? Is this something that's going to move me forward in purpose or pull me away from purpose? Is this something that's going to ignite and inflame something anger in me or something in me that is not of God? <coughs> or is this something that is drawing me nearer to God? Pause and examine what is trying to distract you. What is trying to move you away from God? Is it clean? What would it, would it uh, ignite your pure heart or a heart of hatred or a heart of anger or a heart of fear? Would it do that? Would it cause you to get vain? Will it make you lift your soul up to vanity? Will it cause you to be vain and see everything is about you? Or will it make you be deceitful? Does it make you a manipulator? Does it pull you away from the things of God? Because if it pulls you away from the things of God, it also has moved you out of your seat because you no longer qualify to sit in that seat. If you do not have clean hands, a pure heart, you are not vain. You are not deceitful. This is the, this is how we can get in our seat and stay there and stay there. And this is the, this is the issue that we have now. The issue sometimes for some of us is not finding our seat and sitting in our seat. The issue, the issue sometimes is staying in the seat, staying in the seat. So now let's tell, let me tell you number two, the part two of that issue. When you're in your seat, you must realize that you are now communing and talking directly to God. You cannot be someone else. You can only be, God will only recognize you by the name he calls you. So I'm looking at my chat now. I cannot sit in my seat and be doing. I can't sit. God is not calling me and talking to me as Dawn. He's only talking to me as Marie because that's what he named me. He is only talking to me as prophetess because that is what he named me. He cannot talk to me as mom Roxana because that is not my name. So if I want God to respond to me, then I must talk to God as Marie, and I must receive what he says to me as Marie, because he is only going to respond to me as Marie. So let's take it a step further. I cannot sit in his seat as pastor. I cannot sit in his seat as evangelist. I am prophetess. When he talks to me, he's going to talk to me as prophetess. He is not going to talk to me as apostle. He's only going to talk to me as prophetess. Can he talk to me along the lines of a pastor? He can when I'm in that role. If I am not in that role at that time, in that moment, he's only talking to prophetess. Can it transfer? It can transfer. But I must be seated as prophetess first before he can talk to me about anything else. Too many times we are sitting in the seat as evangelists, but we want him to talk to us as pastor. 
Too many times we're sitting in the seat as prophetess, but we want him to talk to us as apostle. Too many times we are sitting in the seat as teacher, but we want him to talk to us as pastor. He's going to talk to you and through you and who you are in him. Can that expand? Can that broaden out? Can that conversation deeper, deepen and go wider? Yes, it can. But for that to happen, you must stay in your seat and you must maintain clean hands, pure heart, no vanity, no deceit. That is the only way you can receive the blessings from the Lord and the righteousness from the God of his salvation. That is the only way you can receive it. That is the only way you can receive it. And blessings in this case and righteousness, right standing in this case is wisdom. The wisdom of the entire matter. Blessing and it leads you to right standing. Blessing and it leads you to right standing. Okay, because this is an okay, so let me let me move from that. We just talked about the prerequisites for showing up. We just talked about that. Now, some of us, we show up and we get distracted with what's happening in the world system or we allow the enemy to distract us with our past. We allow the enemy to pull us away as if we're undeserving to sit in that seat. And the Bible tells us in Colossians 1, 13 and 14, that we have an advocate. We have an advocate. We have a guy who has delivered us from the power of darkness and he translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of sin. So we cannot allow the enemy to keep us looking backwards. We cannot sit in our seat in heavenly places and keep looking down to where we were. Keep looking back to where we were. We must begin to fix our eyes forward like a flint, unmovable stone. Fix our eyes, not look into my left or my right, your right, my left. We can't look around us. We must fix our eyes on the promises of God. And this is one of them that he's translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So we don't need to keep looking backwards. First John two, one and eight. It says, my little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, the righteous. Verse two says, and he, he is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the world. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments, if we can keep his commandments, if we can maintain clean hands and a pure heart, we are not vain nor deceitful. If we can do this, if we can do this, he says, I know him and I, and keepeth not his, and he says, verse four, I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar. So whoever is saying that they know him, but they do not keep his commandments. They are a liar and the truth is not in him. But if you can keep his word, if you can keep his word in him, verily is the love of God perfected. So you have to keep, you have to keep his word. You have to keep his word. Keep Jesus, keep your seat, keep your place in him. Verily, is the love of God perfected? How did it get perfected? Because you stayed in your seat near the Lord God, your salvation. You stay in your seat. Your love will be perfect, perfected. Your love is perfected. Hereby we know that we are in him. So we know then that we are in him. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. When Jesus walked 
the earth, he was of a pure heart. He had clean hands. He was not deceitful. If we stay in our seat, we can walk as he walks as long as we stay in our seat. Brethren, he says, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment, which you had from the beginning, the old commandment, it's the word which you've heard from beginning. And again, the new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past. That's past. Your darkness is behind you. That's past. That's past. If you stay in your seat, if you stay in the ascended place, if you stay in the ascended place, if you stay near, if you stay close, then the true light now shineth. The true light now shineth because impurity can't live there. Deceitfulness can't live there. There is no way you can be a deceiver and a liar sitting in your heavenly seat. There's no way sitting right next to God. There's no way he's made room for you. He's made way for you to sit near him and live in that cleansed space and live in that pure space. There's no way you can be a deceiver. There's no way you can be a manipulator. If you stay in your seat, there's no way you can't be blessed. There's no way you can move out of your right standing position. If you stay in your seat, if you stay, it's your choice. When you move, it's your choice. When you move, I'm not saying that sometimes distractions, things can't happen and happen so fast that you didn't even realize that you moved. What happened with me? So it happened so fast. I didn't even realize that I moved. I didn't even realize it. But soon as he told me it was within seconds, I got right back to my seat. I got right back to my seat. See, we have to slow things down. Don't worry about the speed that the world is trying to make us absorb information in. You are, you are God's child. You are the king. You are the king's child. Slow it down. Slow it down and begin to examine what it is that is distracting you. What it is that is attempting to move you. Sometimes it's our past. Sometimes it's just situations and circumstances, but we must stay focused because we are indeed justified. We can stay focused because number one, we have an advocate. Number two, we are justified. Romans 5 and 5 Romans 5 says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus, by whom, verse 2 says, we also we have access by faith into his grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So we're standing by faith in his grace. That's where we stand. And, reach, and I said his grace, not our grace. See, because our grace can make us keep doing the same thing, this committing, committing the same sin over and over again. Our grace, our grace is not sufficient. Our grace will not keep us in right standing. But God's grace, God's grace, that which we have access to by faith, by faith, it will keep us. It will keep us in right standing. It will keep us in God through Jesus Christ because that's we, that is where our grace sits in him. So there's no way we can stay in sin and say we're in God's grace because our grace is in him. There's no way we can stay a manipulator. There's no way we can live in vanity because our grace, it's, it's in him. It's in him. And we, in order to live and breathe in him and have our being, can't operate in deceit. We can't operate or we're our children of his enemy. We are children of his enemy, which makes us an enemy of the Lord, an enemy of the Lord. And verse three says, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations also knowing, and this is why I wanted to bring this piece up because we run from tribulation. We do the opposite. No, we sit and we wait. 
we glory in tribulation because in that tribulation within it within the tribulation it's going to work some patience within the patience it's going to be experience within the experience is going to be hope and out of that hope comes no shame no shame because the love of God it's shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given to us which is given to us we have so many gifts in God so many blessings in God in our right standing comes God's love and is shed abroad and we have it through the gift of the Holy Spirit and I just have to say this part again because tribulation works patience and patience works experience and experience works hope if you do not have hope you probably ran out on the experience if you do not have if you do not have patience you skipped out on the experience if you do not if you do not go through the tribulation this is why i get real excited when people come through their tribulation because out of that tribulation you can see a change you can see a change their actions change when people truly truly have come through an experience not an experience not a tribulation that they put themselves through although you can learn a lot of lessons from that one too but when you come through tribulations that God has put you through not I'm not talking about you sold it now you reaped it you're going to learn there too but when you come from through the tribulations that God himself has put you through that you've allowed him to carry you through you can't tell me you can see the patience on that person you can see the experience because you hear the experience coming out of their mouths you hear it you see the experience showing up in their actions because their actions are different. Their actions are different. You see the hope coming out of their tribulation because they're more patient with other people. They're more patient with those that are going through their tribulation because they understand experience. They understand the process of experience. And while they understand that it was not fun for them to go through, they're glad that they went through it. They are better. They're better. They're better because of it. I don't know about you, but I thank God for every tribulation that I had because it definitely worked patience. It, I didn't have, you, I didn't, you snap your finger. That was about as much patience as I had with anything and with anyone. Now I can wait on it. I can wait on it. And the experience, I cannot, there is there, the things that I have learned. I'm having a matrix moment. The things I have learned, I could have learned no other way. I could not have learned it no other way, but the way that I went. And that experience has made me a better person. It has made me stronger in God. It has caused me to yield not to temptation. It has caused me to, to be able to focus. It has caused me to be able to understand things that I didn't understand before the experience. And I have enough hope for me, you, and some because of the experience. And I'm not ashamed of what I've gone through. I'm not ashamed of my experience. And if a person needs to hear that testimony to pull them through it, then I can share that testimony because I'm not ashamed of whatever it was I've, I've gone through. So if it's something that I've been through and it can help you and you're going somewhat that way, then I will share that with you because I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of it. I can hold my head up because only God pulled me through. Does anybody, is anybody listening to me that understands that the experiences that you've had, you've had, you can look back and realize some of those experiences that you've had, some of the things that you've been through, only God brought you through that. No one else could bring you through that. Only God could make you in that. Only God could do that. Only God could do that. You would, uh, the Bible says it like this. My foot would have slipped 
it would have slipped if it had not been, if it had not been for God's grace, if it had not been for his mercy, if it had not been for him holding me up with his left hand, right hand, if it had not been, if it had not been from him rescuing me from myself, my foot would have slipped. God did it. And see, once you can get that testimony, that testimony out of that experience, once you get that testimony, nothing can turn you around. Nothing can turn you around. Nothing can move you. Nothing can move you. You might get distracted for a moment, but you're so clear that you're so next to God that he can pull you right back. You won't get out there to the point where you can't hear anybody. You won't get out there to the point where you think everything's about you. You won't get out there and be a deceiver or a manipulator because you will long for the presence of your God. You will live in his presence. You re, you will live in his presence. You have to, we have to remember whose power we live in. We live in a mighty power of a powerful, the only wise, only all knowing God. This is not a God that we have created with our hands and we sit down and we look at and worship. This is not a God who cannot, who has not suffered with our infirmities. This is not a God who hasn't felt what we felt. This is not a God who hasn't lived as we are living. Job said it like this in Job 12 and 11. He said, does not the ear test the words as the tongue taste food? Is not wisdom found among the age does not long life bring understanding verse 13 he says it right here to god belong wisdom and power counsel and understanding they're his verse 14 he says what he tears down can't be rebuilt those he imprisoned they can't be released if he holds back the water then there's a drought if he lets them loose they devastate the land Verse 16 says to him belong strength and insight, both deceive and the deceiver. They're all his. He leads rulers away stripped and he makes fools of judges. He takes off the shackles put on by kings and he ties a loin loincloth around their waist. Verse 19, he leads priests away stripped and overthrows officials long established. Verse 20, he silences the lips of trusted advisors and takes away the discernment of elders. Verse 21, he pours contempt on nobles and disarms the mighty. He reveals the deep things of darkness and brings utter darkness into the light. He makes nations great and destroys them. He enlarges nations and disperses them. He deprives the leaders of the earth of their reason. He makes them wander in trackless waste. They grope in darkness with no light. He makes them staggered like drunkards. He has all power over every king. He has all power over every president. He has all power over all officials. He has all power. He has all power. We serve a God that has all power, all power that he gives us wisdom in. If we stay in our seat, if we stay in our seat, he gives us the wisdom. If we show up and we sit down and we sit down, wisdom is ours. Understanding is ours. Hope is ours. Peace is ours. If we stay seated too many times, we get up and we miss, we miss the understanding too many times we jump up and we miss we miss the wisdom of the matter. We miss the wisdom in the, of the matter. God is calling us today to not only show up, but to sit down, sit down. Do not be moved by the world situations, the world circumstances. We are of a heavenly kingdom. We are of a heavenly kingdom. We are of a heavenly 
kingdom. We cannot allow ourselves any longer to be distracted with the whimsicalness. That's not even a word. The whimsy of the world. We cannot allow ourselves to be overtaken with world situations and circumstances that we can speak to and that wave will cease and that boat will stop rocking. We waste too many, we waste too much time allowing things to distract us that we can speak to peace. Be still. We can speak to it. We have the power, but we move from our seat. We move from our place of wisdom. We move from our place of understanding. We move from our place. And then we wonder why we wonder why we're seemingly overwhelmed. We're overwhelmed because we moved and God again is calling us to show up and sit down. We understand his prerequisites to do this clean hands, pure heart, no vanity, no deceitfulness. Then we're going to receive the blessing of the Lord and the, which is his wisdom. And we receive that place of right standing. And we don't have to be moved because we have an advocate. We have a God that will fight for us. We have no need to fight in the battle. We have an advocate. We cannot allow the enemy to have us looking backwards and looking around and being distracted with everything that is not of God. Tell the enemy, peace be still. Tell the waves, peace be still. Peace be still. We are justified. We're justified by our faith. Our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ gives us the peace that we need with God. It gives us access to faith. It gives us access to grace. It gives us hope. And then it gives us while tribulations will come, while circumstances will come in this world. We don't even have to sit and, and, uh, and, and, and let that distract us. Because we understand it's working. We understand how it works for us. It gives us patience, experience, and hope, and it makes us not ashamed. So we don't even have to allow tribulations to move us. We don't even have to allow circumstances to move us. We don't even have to allow other people, family, friends, whatever, to remove us from the presence of God, from the presence of of God. We have to remember the power that we live and breathe in. We serve a mighty God. Whatever door he shuts, no man can open. Whatever, whomever he raises up, no man can pull down. Don't have that power. Only God can do it because that's where we live. That's where we, that's where we reside. That's where we reside and we will no longer be moved from our place in God. Come on. I will no longer be removed or distracted from my place in God. I will no longer be removed or distracted from my place in God. I will no longer be removed or distracted from my place in God. Hold steadfast people of God. We, again, people of God must hold steadfast to the promises of God. God is requiring of us. He's requiring it of us. He said, I'm not going to hold you in place any longer. I'm not going to hold you in place any longer. It's up to you. It's up to you. You're going to discipline yourself. Discipline yourself. To know the power that you have in God. Discipline yourself. Discipline yourself. To know that you can speak to that mountain and move it out of your way. Discipline yourself. To know that when a tribulation comes, when a trial comes, it's just all it's going to do is work patience. All it's going to do is work hope. All it's going to do is give you experience. Why are you allowing it to distract you? It's a gift. When you come out of it, you will have patience. When you come out of it, you will have hope. When you come out of it, you're going to have experience. You're going to have experience and you won't be ashamed. Stop running. 
Stop running because you're running so much that you're running away from your seat. You're leaving your seat abandoned. You're leaving your seat abandoned. We're running in and out of heaven, running in and out of heaven, having brief conversations with God. The enemy runs in and out of heaven, having brief conversations with God when he's accusing us, when he's accusing us. Can we not act like the enemy? Can we act like a child of God and stay seated, stay near? What child, what little child? Sometimes you got to be like a little child. What little child do you know that's going to let you move them away from their parents? What little child? Look, think about a two, three-year-old and you strain, you walk up to them and you try to move them from their parent. Think about that cry. That's the way we should be. We should not let anything move us away from our God, move us away from that place of nearness to him, move us or distract us away from our positioning with him, move or distract us. Don't let vanity move you away from who God calls you. Don't let, don't let vanity, vain, vain, vainness, move you away from who God calls you to be to the point where you're showing up to sit down with God and you're trying to be someone else, something else. Don't let vanity move you away. I can't let vanity move me away from being prophetess. Now I got to be apostle because you know, that's the, that's just the next best. That's the next greatest. Don't let vanity move you into something that God didn't call you. Don't let vanity change your name. Don't let pride and arrogance change your name because God is calling you to your seat by your name. And he's going to talk to you by your name. So you don't get to take on another identity. Be who God called you to be and the place that God called you to, which is whatever your role is and in your seat in your seat and don't allow situations, circumstances, vanity, deceitfulness, greed, pride to move you out of your seat. Let's pray. God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today, God. We thank you, God, that you're calling us, God. You're calling us to show up and to sit down. You're calling us by our name, Lord God. And we thank you that you know our name, oh God. Cause us today, God, to know who we are in you. Cause us today, God, increase our discernment that we would know that we would know who you are in us and not allow the world to deceive us away from who you called us to be and um, deceive us away from our heavenly seat in you. We want to be used of your glory. We want to walk in our full purpose in you, oh God. That which you have birthed us for, that which you has called us to be, we want to be what you called us to be, oh God. And we submit ourselves to you. We submit our will to you, oh God. And we submit our purposes to you, God. And we now show up and we take our seat and we will not be moved. We will not be distracted. And we know our name. We know our name. We know our God and another God we will not follow. Another demonic force that would try to lower us away through distractions of this world, we will not follow. We will not follow. We will follow the true and living Lord God, our Savior and our Redeemer. It is you, O oh Lord, that we give all glory to. It is you, O oh Lord, that are our most high God, Savior and Deliverer. And there is only you. Only you. Not us. There's only you and you, we live and we have our being and you, we live. It is in you that we choose to live and we have our being. We give you glory in Jesus name, in Jesus name. I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray. Heal God, make free, 
deliver, 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 deliver your people, God. Deliver their mind, deliver their mind, their mind. So captivated with the world, with the world system. Enemy, I command you to take your hold off the minds of God's people. Release their eyes so they can see clearly in the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord God, touch their insight now, God. In the name of Jesus, cause them to see you clearly. To see you clearly. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. I thank you, God, and I give you glory. I thank you, and I give you glory. Thank you so much for joining me on this evening. Again, my name is Marie Elizabeth, and you have been listening to the Manifesting God podcast. Should you choose to make a donation to this podcast, I am Marie Elizabeth. You can sew at Cash App. I am Marie Kenyon. You can sew at Cash App or you can sew at PayPal. Thank you so much for joining me on this evening, and I look forward to seeing you on next week. Visit my website, MarieElizabeth.org. There are material reading materials there for your growth. Grab yourself a mug do something like that bless this uh, ministry thank you so much again for joining me and i will see you on next week at the same time same place 7 p.m thank you so much